With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Edition. I'm your host, Bailey. Once again, it's just me in terms of our normal crew. Got another guest spot for you. This week, we got a good friend of mine. You might have saw me on his YouTube last season. My boy Rashad in the building. What's up? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's up, Bailey? What's up, Bailey? I'm happy to be here, man. How you doing today? I had to get you on the get back, man. It's my turn. Oh, man. Man, you know it. You know, hey. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? You, hey, you help me out. I help you out, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. But I don't know how much I'm actually helping you out with this. I, but yeah. Hey, man, look, you get me content, you get me good content, and you get me a good time. We chilling. I actually had a friend of mine. He's big into YouTube. He randomly came across our video like two weeks ago, and he sent it to me. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a lot with, uh, with people who come on my channel. Like, it'll be like, months later and they'll be like my friends just discovered this and i posted it you know i posted it on facebook because they just discovered it and people keep asking me about it now they're circling so that's the crazy part of it you know when, when you're going in like a daily grind or something like that or a weekly yeah. grind now that it's become for me uh you know two weeks ago feels like two months ago and then nice. so when people find something from two three months ago you're like that's from last year you're just discovering that now and you're thinking about the you know, so content creation is a weird world. Yeah, he, he messaged me on, he sent me a screenshot on January 19th. Today is February 22nd, <laughs> so it's a little bit longer than I thought. There goes your point about time, but um, I thought it was funny. I got a kick out of it because I forgot that at the time I ain't had my bed. So just saw my <laughs> mattress in the back, like we, we were struggling back then. But are we, we here now? We here now on the come up, so. So this is our fourth guest on our renamed pod. Big fall, big fall. Shout out to uh, Flaw J and shout out to Kaiser. Hey, bro. Flaw J is cold. Too cold, too cold. Super cold. Atlanta's on. Yeah. So while we here, and you say that, while we here, are you really from Atlanta? Is I'm, Would Amaretta approve you being from Atlanta? Well, okay. All right. So I grew up in a split. I always have to tell this story because every time I'm out of town and I meet someone from Atlanta and I say, you know, like if you're from Georgia, from the metro Atlanta area and you're out of Georgia and someone asks you where you're from, you say Atlanta because they don't know what, you know, specific areas are unless they're from Atlanta. If they're from Atlanta, they always ask you, oh, which part? Because they know more than likely you're not from Atlanta. This is a gatekeeping thing. What people don't understand about the Amaretta thing this isn't just something that just started with our song. This is something that like Atlanta gate keeps more than any other city, probably in the United States. It's ridiculous. Like 
how serious they take it. It's like if you're 15 minutes to the west, 15 minutes to the north, 15 minutes east, 15 minutes south, they're like, oh, you ain't Atlanta. Like, it's always been that way. It's always been that way. Anyways, so I always had to break it down to people like this. I grew up in a split household where I spent most of the time growing up with my mom. But on the weekends and during the summer and during breaks and everything like that, I was with my pops. My pops uh, lived in southwest Atlanta off of Cascade Road. And then they moved to off of Camp Creek uh, near Camp Creek Marketplace. That's both southwest Atlanta. That is APS system. That's uh, Mays and that's uh, Westlake. You know what I'm saying? So those are two Atlanta. Like, granted, yeah, nicer area, but regardless, it's still Atlanta. You still uh, so, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I would have to claim Marietta because that's where I spend more time and that's where I'm more familiar with and stuff. But, like, I literally grew up and lived halfway in Atlanta as well. So, so you, you, you about halfway there. Halfway there. So, so I guess if Amaretta was here, her follow-up question would be, what hospital bed were you born? Kenneston and Marietta. (laughs) (laughs) I think she'd probably revoke your Atlanta card right there. You was not Atlanta. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Calm down, man. A little fiery. Oh, man. the, The discourse around that video was hilarious hilarious but I, she did that on purpose though she had to of course but to do it at truest like you literally did that on purpose just to make it go a little more viral and it worked yeah it, it was like all people were talking about on the radio and the song was on the radio and she's not an artist that gets played on the radio so not i'm like yet. she won yeah Mar- marketing <laughs> won. genius marketing genius exactly yeah. marketing genius so salute to Lil Nas X, who's also from an atlanta outskirt yes he's a marketing genius as well they just build different in this area. Exactly. Well, while we're on the subject of Atlanta, I'm going to give you a few either or questions that are related to Atlanta. And I just want you to answer it off the top of your head with whatever, whatever logic you want. All right. And fun fact, Bailey, before we get started, I was actually on Atlanta. Atlanta ends right now. Like they filmed the last season, season four. I was on season one. I was in the club episode, the invisible car episode. I'm in that episode. So then, look in the club and you'll see me like walking in front of Donald Glover in the suit in the club. Then 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 I don't know. I'm ready to might give you your car back. <laughs> Cause that's that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Can't lie. All right, here we go. Atlanta themed either or. I I've done this with everybody, so it's kind of fun start. I'm just going to give you two options. You just name whichever one on whatever logic you want to take. It can be who's better, which one you like more, whatever you want. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to start with some modern day. Lil Baby or Ghana? Say say that again, run that back. Lil Baby or Ghana? Baby. Young Thug or Future? Future. Gucci or Jeezy? Gucci. My man. Good choice. <laughs> T.I. or Ludacris? T.I. Never Scared or Nuck If You Buck? Nuck If You Buck. That's also the right choice. <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta or Forever I Love Atlanta? Mm. Welcome to Atlanta is more class. I'll say Welcome to Atlanta. Okay. But, but I, I do like forever. I love it, man. It's a little, it's a little more of, of a niche classic, but they, they both they both serve the purpose. So, 
Tell me who your favorite Atlanta athlete ever is. Ever. Ever. Any sport, any era. Ah, I guess. This is tough. I guess I have to go with Vic. Probably Andrew Jones. I really like Andrew Jones, too, as a kid. He was that guy. But I might. Ah. I might go with Vic just because of, like, he was cool nationally. You know, he wasn't just cool in Atlanta. He was cool to everybody, like, everywhere. Yeah. And Atlanta's never had that. I mean, yeah, they've never really had. I mean, you know, I I guess coach. Salute to coach if you're watching this coach. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll say that. Okay. And then who's your favorite Atlanta artist ever? Donald. Donald, my boy. Okay. Shout out to, you know, Zosho in Atlanta. Shout out to Donald. I like it. I like it. So we've established where you're from. So tell me about, to shift on to you, tell me about growing up in the city and being around sports. Because that's that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about sports. Yeah, yeah, man. For that's sure. Uh, so, like, my, my pops, it was, um, you know, he used to take me to Hawks games as a kid. And that's just, like, where – you know, that the the love of the game kind of spurred it from also watching Space Jam, like real young, like four or five every day and stuff like before school. Uh, but yeah, going to those games, the, the Hawks games, they just be empty, bro. Like they be empty all the time. And people just make jokes about how empty the Hawks games were. And the Hawks were really bad, really bad team. Uh, it was just a really just sad time. But uh, but we were always there and stuff like that. So it was like, you know, people would be like, no one cares about the Hawks. And it's, I care about the Hawks. Like, that's kind of how it was for me growing up. So that's how it was with the Hawks. The Falcons and Braves always had a strong presence around the city and around the South. Uh, it was just different with them. So I never understood why people didn't get behind the Hawks. And then the dream came in. So, you know, I naturally followed the dream and stuff like that because, uh, you know, it's like, oh, we're getting the W team. Like, was just excited about it. I like watching basketball year round. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty much it. Uh, I thought Ivy Lada was going to be like more because you know she was so cold at UNC. So when they started the franchise with her, I was like, oh man, we are you know. And, and she was all right. You know, I seen her at a, a Georgia State game a few years ago. So really, that was pretty cool and random. Uh, but you know, shout out to Ivy Lada. Shout out to Atlanta basketball. Growing up now, though, the last few years it's like a different energy with, with this generation. I don't know if it's just because I'm older, so I can go to more places by myself, but like, it's just a different energy around Atlanta basketball and, you know, salute to Trey as well. Trey young for uh, bringing a lot of that to the city. Yeah. Trey definitely brings a different type of swagger, different type of energy that you right. Atlanta's never had, like he's kind of a bad guy to majority of the league. Yeah. yeah. Like you think about, Looking at just the Hawks, like Joe Johnson wasn't that. Josh Smith wasn't that. Yeah. Who who else? I mean, those. Like, I mean, Al Horford was pretty annoying if you're on the other team. But he wasn't like he, he wasn't like Trey. Like Trey's Trey's a little guy who like you know he he exaggerates on foul calls and uh, and you know makes unnecessarily long threes and and points to the floor after he does it and does the little celebrate like he's very annoying he, like he's pesky yes. it like you know you would think like 
uh, I remember the, the Knicks series, you know, we were talking about Monica McNabb beforehand. But, uh, you know, when, when she was calling the doing the thing for New York during their series last year, uh, and, you know, they were just like, both her and the co-hosts were just, just knock them down. You know, I'm like, you don't think people have tried that? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've literally thrown everything at him, and it just, like, he just 40, 40, 40. Yeah. It, like, it's crazy. But, you know, I mean, you know, he saves all that energy on defense by just doing this and then getting mad when they get a layup and then the other team has 120 points. Hawks lose after scoring 115, and that's why the Hawks are so-and-so games below 500 right now. But, yeah. Yeah, they, they haven't quite put the team around him that he needs to really hide his uh, Yeah, flaws. yeah. But, but I mean, but like I said, with the energy, man, the ABL, the high school games, um, just all that stuff, like, and it's so intense over here. Like people are really into basketball, yeah. and it's always kind of been like that too. With the, um, I forget the place name, a uh, place in uh, downtown Atlanta, like kind of by Metro uh, Metropolitan College over there. Okay. There's like Run Start or Track Start or something like that. A little place over there where hoopers will go and they go hoop all day. I used to go with my cousin. Shout out my cousin Brent. If you're listening to this, I'll send this to you when it's out. Um, but, you know, and one guys, they used to always come up there at the little run start place, at the little track place uh, near Metro Atlanta Metropolitan ATL. Yeah. So it's like Atlanta's always been into like the flashy Allen Iverson, you know, street ball and one type dude. So to get someone like Trey on the team, that's why I was so excited when Kennedy got to Atlanta. And uh, I was so, you know, disappointed when that whole deal went down because it's more than just you know, basketball. And Erica's like that too. I mean, she broke Sue Bird and uh and Odyssey Sims ankles. So I mean, you know, that was in Atlanta when she broke her ankles. So, you know, yeah. er- Erica's got it too. And she lives here and stuff like that. But I mean Kennedy, I felt like Kennedy and Trey were like the perfect kind of tandem and duo to really get the city turned. Yeah. And I, I just used turn in twenty twenty two. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But, like, their, their timelines, Kennedy and Trey timelines kind of align a little bit better um, than Erica and Trey. Erica's a little more established. She definitely has that to her. But in terms of, like, long-term, look, you're not – it's not the best fit. But also, you still have someone like Aerie who – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't so quite have that, Aerie. like, uh, personality, but she's got the game. Yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of I kind mean, of yeah. I mean, it, like, I'm not saying, like, necessarily just, like, scoring-wise. Like, Kennedy's going to get you 20 regardless. Right. She's going to get you 18, 20 regardless. And That's going- not really airy so far in, in the league. She's more like a defensive player and then fits in the offense and makes smart plays. Like, right. that's been her so far, you know, granted, just rookie year. But it's like Kennedy was a scorer, you know, and you need a scorer with the sleeve. But the good news is – you got Caitlin Clark coming up. You got Paige Beckers coming up. You got uh, who else coming up? You know, Mia Clouden, whoever the heck, you know, you, you got all these players coming up through college now. So, yeah. you know, it should be interesting to see who uh, who the dream can get in a couple of years. Yeah, and we'll talk about the dream a little bit more later. Uh, we're going to keep the focus on you for now. And before we go too far from it, you said you used to watch Space Jam before school. Every day, every day. I watched The whole Space movie? Jam every day. Yeah, yeah. Before school. At, yeah, wake up at like six, seven, watch Space Jam. What time do you have to go to school? Go to school. Uh, probably Space, like 8, 8.30. Space Jam is an hour and a half. Yeah, probably like 8.30. So I wake up at seven, watch Space Jam and go to school. 
That's crazy. Because because the school is in my backyard. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I've literally walked to school, like just walked through the fence. That makes school. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, mm-hmm. it makes it makes a lot more sense. Now I'm used to. <laughs> I, no, I didn't to, have to catch a bus or nothing like that. I, I had to be on a bus at six o'clock in the morning. Nah, to, nah. To make it to school, so that, that's 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 why I threw me off. I was like, Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. School started at like eight thirty in elementary school, and it was like in the backyard. <laughs> See, if I if I was to watch an hour and a half movie before school, I'd have to wake up at like four a.m. <laughs> This dude is dedicated, man. He really likes Space Jam. He gonna quote Space Jam forwards, backwards, upside down in English, he really Spanish, loves French. Star Wars. He's so passionate about watching Star <laughs> for some reason. So when you was coming up watching all these sports, did you play? Uh, yeah, yeah, I played baseball, basketball. I did karate. That was that was kind of it. And then you know, of course, like in the neighborhood, we played everything year round. Of course, football, all that tag and stuff like that so played everything um but and organized just baseball and basketball got you got you and so when did you stop playing stop playing maybe say stop playing organized or competitive yeah i stopped playing baseball like going into middle school because that's when i started really like picking up basketball my mom it's funny (laughs) my mom she wanted me to focus like on school at some point Mm-hmm. You know, so she didn't want me playing sports year round, organized sports year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was funny because it's like I just ended up growing up being a person that like just loves to occupy themselves with multiple things at a time. Right. So I, th- I thought that was kind of ironic that she was trying to prevent me from doing that and just focus on one thing to be good at one thing. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped playing baseball going into middle school. I stopped playing basketball going into high school because it's like a. I didn't want to be great at basketball. Like, uh, like I determined at 10 that I wanted to do this. So it was like, I didn't want to run, wake up in the morning, 4 a.m. workouts. I didn't want to do that. So I wasn't good at basketball once I grew up. So you said you determined at 10 you wanted to do what? I wanted to be an ESPN analyst when I was okay. 10 years old. Okay, because that was my next question. When did you decide that this was your pathway, this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, pretty pretty early in the game. I, I wanted to be – I wanted to – first, I wanted to be when I was seven. I wanted to be in the MLB and the NBA. And then when I was like eight, nine-ish, I wanted to be the general manager of the Hawks. Okay. And then when I was 10, we were at Golden Corral in Orlando, eating. My pops was like, yo, you know, Chris Berman gets paid like a million dollars to be on ESPN. I was like, what? To talk about sports? I already talked about sports all day. So – that it was. I was like, I'm gonna be an ESPN analyst, make a million dollars talking about sports. That's the dream. That's the dream. Well, well on the way. A, a few hundred thousand, few hundred thousand away, but hey, hey we started the process. I was about to say you you're not a zero. Big facts. You 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 stepping in the right direction. So so you started that at 10, and then you move on through the world. What came next in this in this pathway toward towards your towards your million dollar ESPN dream? Yeah. So when I was uh, thirteen, I was on like online forums, like in middle school. Okay. I was on like NBA Fan Voice. It was a the official forum on NBA.com. I've heard. So I'd be on there all the time, and then uh, that's where I really got started. That's where Jeff three thousand six came from, which is my Instagram name. So. Like a lot of people, when they see it, they're like, you know, kind of wonder why it's so childish. 
And it's like really kind of deep to me because it's always like, it's like a reminder to keep your kid in you alive, mm-hmm. which is sounds like the corniest thing ever, but that's the reason why I still have that as my Instagram name. But yeah, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, I started on the little forums. That forum, when they shut down Fanvoice, uh, all the people went to another forum called like Real Sports Talk. Then they went to another forum. At this time, I'm also making like mixes on YouTube because that's what like the people on the on the forums were doing. They'd be like, watch my mix and they'd get like a couple thousand views and stuff like that. And they were just like in style back then on YouTube. Like YouTube has changed so much throughout the years. But um, so, yeah, I was doing that. And then uh, one year, like they picked us, well, two years, uh, NBA.com, they picked us up on Fanvoice uh, to do the mock draft. So it'll be a split screen. It'll be the experts at NBA.com and then be the fans at NBA Fanvoice. And the first year I picked Al Horford and AC Law for the Hawks. And the second year I picked um, Maurice Spates with the number 15 pick to Phoenix. And most Spates didn't go 15 to the to Phoenix, but I got both Hawks picks right the, the year before. So that's where it really kind of like I'm actually doing stuff, you know, just typing out paragraphs, arguing with people about, you know, um, whoever the heck in basketball and then, uh, you know, getting kind of involved in that culture, stepped away from it, of course, just from growing up and, you know, getting more of a life (laughs) in high school. I didn't do anything like I applied for the, uh, the yearbook and they were like, I think you'll be more suited for the newspaper, but I hated writing. Like I didn't like writing papers or anything like that. So I was like to write like on a consistent basis for a newspaper that has to go out. I don't know if I want to do that. I probably can. I, I just don't want to do it. So I right. didn't join the yearbook. And um, the yearbook lady, uh, yearbook, the newspaper advisor over there at uh, Marietta, shout out to Miss Lyons. She hates the fact that I didn't do it now. Like she's always like, oh, why didn't you just do it? Do it. But yeah, so went over to Valdosta State. Oh, man, this is a long story. Went to Valdosta State my freshman year of college. That's what we're here for. Uh, it was a sports writing competition. And it was like, you can go to L.A. I always wanted to go to L.A. I'd never been um, and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, I write a thing. I'm a freshman. Turn it in. And I got second place in the school to the senior sports editor at the uh, student newspaper. So they were like, man, this is really good. Like, you didn't win. Like, we gave it to the senior. But, like, you want to write for us? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I wrote for them. I became the, the uh, softball beat writer over there. They went all the way to the D2 National Championship Series when I was uh, the softball beat writer. So that was pretty cool to follow that team. They had Courtney Albritton, who was like an amazing hitter. She had like, the, she was like, the uh, she led the nation in home runs that year. And she okay. was like the school record holder for home runs all time and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And then they also had this girl, Shelby Altman. She was a transfer from UGA. So, you know, you get a D1 SEC transfer all the way to a D2 school. You know what that is. So, uh, yeah, I did that, transferred to Georgia State to get back in the city to network. That's exactly what I did. Joined the TV station over there. Uh, shout out to Jared Oliver, who put me on. Then I joined the uh, the newspaper as the sports editor once Akeem Balaam graduated, who is also in the W culture now. Mm-hmm. Uh, salute to Akeem. Uh, and, yeah, I was doing the TV station, the newspaper, uh, freelancing for other people. I was just working for a bunch of people at Georgia State. Met a lot of people, and that really kind of helped me on my way out of school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a heck of a story. 
it was a lot. I was yeah. like, I was like, but when I got to Valdosta State, I'm like, no way people are paying attention now at this point. But, but hey, you see where we are now. And it's funny, it's funny you talk about that. I'm gonna go through all this step by step. First off, I'm looking at your YouTube channel, and your most popular video is a mix. Yeah, yeah. It's uh is a downloaded video from um, NFL.com. <laughs> like I literally, I downloaded it from uh, from my PSP. Uh, oh my goodness! It, it was Brian Lethbridge highlight highlights, and then like uh, I found out to it was an MP4 file. So I like I dragged it from my PSP thing to the to the computer to the desktop, and then I uploaded it on YouTube uh, just to see if it'll work. I uploaded that, and it was like Michael Vick uh, to to you know the field to prison pipeline and it was like a montage from nfl network and i've uploaded both of those to my youtube channel like a billion years ago and it's the Brian Lethbridge one is 14 years ago yeah yeah which yeah. is absolutely <laughs> hilarious which is absolutely hilarious yeah yeah so that it's interesting to see where that started i didn't know that and no, then no, you, no, that, that's what that's where it all came from and then so you're moving through these forums and things which is interesting because I see a lot of people in our age range that got their start there. Yeah, like, Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes came from forums. Yeah, I think about like her. I think about like Nikias. He talks about how he was on Facebook all the yeah, time uh-huh. like, when he was younger, like just, you know, talking like and it, and it kind of goes to show like just put something out there, you know, just kind of put something out there. Something's going to stick and you're going to stick with that. And then so you move to Valdosta, which is way down there it's not atlanta no no it's it's barely georgia in general (laughs) but um so yeah you move down there and then team goes to the championship you almost took out the the reigning champ the uh the senior editor in your first try yeah yeah that's crazy yeah that's very crazy looking back at it and and one of the things that stuck out to me when you're telling this whole story that i really like and it's something that I'm kind of learning the importance of myself right now. You shouted out everybody from a long way. Got to. It's a village. Do you still do you still have a lot of those relationships in place, like actively? Um, no, no. <laughs> they just, they just I, I mean, I mean, I like 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 Akeem, yeah, Akeem, like everybody from Georgia State, yeah, uh, yeah, everybody from Georgia State up, but uh marietta marietta a little bit every now and again yeah marietta yeah no no one really from valdosta though i got you but it it shows how a couple people yeah a couple people from the forums yeah a couple people from the forums it shows how how important just something small can be because i mean i don't i don't we didn't go into detail about what these people did but you talk about just your teacher saying that you should have joined the thing like obviously that stuck with you yeah 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 i mean because um you know, like, you know, we add them on Facebook or whatever after we graduate. So, like, right. you know, um, I, she saw me the first time I went to the homecoming, high school homecoming, like when I graduated college. Okay. And uh, she was like, oh, you're working at the local paper? And then she was like, she called over her husband. Her husband used to be the basketball coach over there. He used to coach Stansby, Stansby Swanson, for those of you who might not know, uh, Brave Shortstop. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I tried out for the basketball team in high school because I was tall, like, Right. Like they forced me to try out like I had to. And, you know, of course, I didn't make it, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I, I, I wasn't focusing on basketball at the time. Right. But, um, you know, but he was like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Anyways, like I linked up with him again to do a story on Dansby a couple of years later. 
And uh, that, that kind of kept me in contact with them. And they were like, once I send them that story, they're like, this is amazing, Rashad. You have to come talk to the kids. Then I go to, you know, Mississippi. And people are like, oh, you have to come talk to the kids. Now I'm back in, in Georgia. And they're still like, you have to come talk to I'm like, okay, we have to schedule this. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'm down to do it. Just schedule it. That's really cool. That's like a full circle type of thing. For sure, 100%. And that, so, I think that, that's the point of life, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So before we get into, you talked about your journey, you know, moving away and things. What does that mean to you to be like possibly inspiring? So, like you go talk to the school and the next shot, maybe sit in the crowd. Yeah, no. Um, it's crazy. It's like I get it from my peers sometimes, you know, like, bro, like you really inspiring, like, you know, so and so to see like your climb and your grind, like to see how far you come and stuff. I look up to it. Uh, you and you, you make me go harder. Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. I try not to think about it too much. You know, I try yeah. not to think about myself too much. <laughs> you know, like I, I think that's something that you know that could get you caught up for yeah. sure. 100%. It can be overwhelming. E- yeah, e- well, ego can just kill everything. You know, what I'm saying can kill all the momentum. So I mean, I try not to think about that stuff too much. And uh, you know, it's like going like I like you said do you keep a lot of those connections still uh I can't go back too much with some people because it's like you know when you talk to them or you hang out like it's always like yo 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 I try not to think about that stuff man because I mean I'm I'm the same person you know ain't nothing changed about me right except for my job title you know so I try not to think about it too much but like, like I said the, that's the point you know the point of life is literally like you're given something. I think it's to try to reach as many people as you can with like, you know, I feel like we're all given something, you know, so our job is to go out and share it with as many people as possible before like the end date. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And that's, that's one thing that's been kind of a trend in these features I've been doing. It's just highlighting people that I see inspiring others um so I think you know I think that's really cool of you to do and I'm glad that you're finally getting a chance to go do that and yeah man I'm also of the belief you know you talked about they wanted to do it way back when before you moved around and all this stuff like now's the time now's the right time like you couldn't have done it you know whenever they wanted you the first time so it's all falling into place yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but so so you, you touched on it for a second but you know, you moved away and you're doing a lot of stuff over there. So let's just talk about the next, the next phase. You go from college to where? Yeah. First job was in Douglasville, Douglasville, Georgia. It's 45 minutes for the people outside of Georgia. It's 45 minutes west of Atlanta, 40 minutes west of Atlanta. So it's and not Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. It's definitely not Atlanta. But uh, yeah, I was a news reporter over there, crime and city beat reporter. And yeah, I did that for 11 months. Uh, it was totally opposite of what I thought I was going to do. You know, graduation in college, I'm thinking like, I'm going to be a TV sports reporter. So I ended up being a newspaper news reporter. And I was like, oh, this is like the opposite of what I thought I'd be doing. So, I mean, I took it though, you know, for a chance to stay in Atlanta, near Atlanta, uh, stay at home because, you know, the pay was, uh, <laughs> why are you smiling? Go ahead, Bailey. Go ahead, Bailey. Because you say to stay in Atlanta, but we just ah, said it's not Atlanta. Here we go, here we go. 
<laughs> but to stay in the metro Atlanta area, there to stay go. in the Atlanta outskirts, uh, to stay at home for a job that pay, you know, less than $30,000, you know, you can't live anywhere with that, except for like, you know, you could rent a room, you know, maybe with $30,000, maybe under, under 30,000, at yeah. 30,000, under yeah. 30, yeah. anyways. Um, so, you know, the chance to stay with my parents and still freelance and do all the extra stuff that I was doing on the side as well uh, with the stuff that I really want to do at the current outlet I'm at, which is rolling out. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I was doing, man. I uh, did that six months in. I got an offer from a TV station. It's like, dang, this is what you wanted. I was like, but at the same time, it was like someone else was offering me money and they were offering me more money. And I was like, I want to go there. So when I went to them for the money, it's like they stopped responding. They ghosted me and I turned down the TV station because I was like, I think TV's like dying. Like all my friends, they don't watch TV. Uh, I don't know anybody my age that watches like cable. They all got, you know, Roku, Fire Stick, and they all have streaming services. And so if we are the future, you know, if we are the future as 24, 25, 27 year olds, like what are people going to be doing in a decade? It's not going to be cable. So it's not going to be the local news. And every time the local news makes cuts, uh, budget cuts, the first department they go to is sports. Cause it's like sports only gets a one minute segment anyway. So I was just looking at all of that. And then I was looking at the internet, how free it was and stuff. I was like, I want to go there. So I turned it down, felt kind of bad. Cause it was like such a short job, you know, kind of the safe route. Stayed with Douglasville for 11 months. 11 months in, I got called into the office. They laid me off. I got laid off my first job, not even a year after graduating college. So now I'm texting my buddies. And uh, one dude was like, yo, I just left my job as a sports editor. I don't know if you like it because it's out in Alabama. But yeah, it's about 90 minutes from Atlanta. It's like, yeah, I'll take it. Like, I'm trying to get into sports and I don't have a job. So I went to small town, Alabama. Lynette, Alabama, Valley, Alabama for a year and a half or like two years. And uh, yeah, I was there. And the important lesson I learned there for all of you people is that you got to embrace where you are, where you currently are and embrace the moment. Um, the second I embraced the community of Valley, the second I can mean, uh, I embraced my job and everything like that, because it was so much work in a, such a small town and so little reward, you know, second I embraced it is when the blessings started coming to me over there. And that's when I got the opportunity to move up again. So um, salute the Valley. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just stop right there. Why? Um, I, I just, I've, I felt like the story, all the initial story all the way up to Valdosta was super long. So I didn't want to do that again with this. Okay. okay. <laughs> but you know, I'm just going to ask you to keep going. That's what yeah, okay, okay, I want to right. hear your whole story. So, you know, I mean, like I said, I embraced the journey in, in Alabama and, you know, the whole community starts rocking with me and it's like a, like a beautiful kind of marriage. I won an award, Alabama Press Association for um, on-site coverage or something like that. Something okay. Like that. Subtle flex. Ah, nah, nah, nah. That, that won my first one. That, that's the subtle flex. That won my first okay. one. Okay. I won a few in college. So <laughs> anyway, so, you know. At that time, I'm starting to get buzzing a little bit because I was also working with Peachtree Hoops at the time. So, like, this was literally what I was doing, bro. I was working, like, Monday through Friday, like, doing going crazy because you were a one-man band. So, one-man band, I'm taking the pictures. I'm writing the stories. 
I'm editing the stories and I'm laying it out on the page and sending it off to the press designers every single night. So I'm doing that Monday through Friday in Alabama. Um, Saturday morning, I drive to Atlanta, hour and a half, and I record the podcast that I was doing in Atlanta. The A-League, shout out to Keen Balin once again. And those guys, Jeremy Johnson, David Norwood, Eric Kiboa, who's up there at Bleacher Report now. Yeah. Um, we were doing that show and stuff like that. So I do that every Saturday morning. Then I go home to my mom's house and then uh, probably like I'll, I'd edit, you know, the video and all that for A-League podcast. Then I probably more than likely it'll be a Saturday night. It'll be a Hawks game. So I go cover the Hawks game for Petrie Hoops. I was with Petrie Hoops and I just write a feature with Petrie Hoops during the week or something like that. Or maybe even that weekend to get it out the way, drive back on Sunday. On Sunday, I'll have another meeting for this other thing that that I was working on, still working on it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So action-packed weekend of business in Atlanta, head back to Alabama for the week and then repeat every week. And I did that for two years. And then, like I said, from all that grinding, pretty much just working hard and then networking, going to all the conferences and stuff like that. I got uh, a call to, you know, go out to Mississippi. There's a chance people be like, why would you go to Mississippi? Mississippi was on the umbrella of USA Today. So I looked right. at it as opportunity. I knew I was going to get the blue check with USA Today. I knew it was going to be less work than what I was doing as a one-man band in Alabama. Yes, so I made it that move uh, strategically. And salute to L. Duncan, you know, who told me when I was like fresh out of, when I was in Douglasville, L. Duncan from ESPN, she was like, you know, Rashad, whatever you do, when you make your moves, just make sure you make them strategic moves. She said she went up to Boston from Atlanta because she knew Boston was close to Connecticut and ESPN. Um, so, yeah, that, that was her advice to me that I that sticks with me. So that was the reason why I went to Mississippi. Went to Mississippi, was there for like a year. Out of nowhere, Deion Sanders goes to Jackson State. We have nobody here at this paper. Rashad, will you cover these people? So I covered them, and that kind of like boosted me like, like through the roof. Like I yeah. became like – from local, from a young writer to like people actually knew who I was. And that was just a wild experience. And, uh, you know, the, yeah. So I did that for like a year or whatnot. Right. Got attention from that. And then, so yeah, that's the little fast forwarded version from that. You know, I got a call from my people back here in Atlanta. Like I said, the outlet that I was interning with and freelancing with right after I graduated college. Rolling out, they call me. You trying to come back home? Yeah, I'm trying to come back home. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Because you can imagine in a pandemic, you know, yeah. being six hours away from home, it was tough. A lot of tough nights and stuff like that. So, yeah, took that opportunity to come back home. And, uh, yeah, I've been back home since October. It's pretty cool. Pretty fun. So, I think there's one detail you left out. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, somewhere when you was over in Mississippi, you met me. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, fast forward. And, you know, uh, then you I skip, you skipped over the most important part. No, the, the, the thing that, uh, like, when you Google me, it's like the first thing that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> but you really been all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, uh, you know, it just taught me a lot. And it, it really matured me fast, man. It really yeah. matured me fast. So I, I think about. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. His name is Coach Juke. Nah, nah. Shout, shout out to Coach Joe. He's He's got an expression that I love. It's one of my favorite things. It says, that work going to show. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I, I feel like that really sums up your whole story because literally from the time you left high school, really, yeah, you've been yeah. working. Yeah. Been working. Yeah. And, and it, you, like I said, it's going to show. So you're doing all of that. What's what's the biggest lesson you learned from all of that so far? Like, like I said, the thing that I learned in Alabama is like kind of the lesson I learned anywhere. It's just you can't. Like, you got to appreciate what you have now. You have to appreciate the moment. Like, I was just at a funeral today at the time we're recording this. So it's like, you you always reminded of those moments of the only thing we're promised is the moment right now. Like, not promised tomorrow and not promised. Like, you know, yesterday's like already, we're past it. We're past what happened an hour ago. We're past what happened a minute ago. Only thing I'm promised right now is like, I'm talking to Bailey right now on Zoom. Like, that's the only thing I'm promised. You know, I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised next week. So, shoot, I mean, that's kind of it, man. Like, and so it's like, if you have the moment and, you know, you're not appreciative of it and the only thing you can look at is the bad side, the negative, you know, and you're always looking like, man, when, when I get the, when I get uh, my first million, when I get my a hundred, you know, like little baby has a line, he's like, I can't chill. I ain't got a hundred mil. Like you'll never be satisfied. Like right. little baby's rich. Like he's set for life and he's talking about, I can't chill yet. Cause I don't have a hundred like, what's the difference between what you have and 100 mil, little baby? But, um, you can't spend it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you hit a certain point, like, you just, you can't it, do it. Exactly. Exactly. So, but it's just like, you know, if you're always looking, you know, you, I mean, like, life is quick, bro. And, uh, you can't be like not satisfied. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I just, I just like to be, you know, you got to look at, uh, smell the roses. Yeah. yeah. That's the word. That's the yeah. expression smell the roses and appreciate the moment and the moment that you do that or at least for me in my case i don't know how it's going to be for everybody else then um then that that's when the blessings come that's when the opportunities open up and they come from out of nowhere if you like it's some homies right uh you know little homies and whatnot that hit me up and they're like bro i want to be where you at and it's like bro like right now appreciate the moment you're in right now if you're in a moment where you just graduated you don't have a job like appreciate the struggle appreciate you know getting rejection after rejection after rejection appreciate not hearing back from people appreciate having one interview and then never hearing from them again like appreciate that because it's going to make you appreciate like I remember in high school um you know I'm saying like sophomore junior year people start driving a little more and I don't have no wheels I don't have a license I don't even have my permit you know I'm saying and I'm like I'm walking home from school uh, from high school, which was 50 minutes to an hour. And I'm in all type of elements in the Georgia heat and the Georgia cold during winter break, um, everything like that. Dogs chasing me, dogs barking at me at, on the way home. But all that, like, just helped me appreciate it. When senior year, when my mom handed me her old car, you know, it broke down every, every day, but <laughs> I was appreciate. I never complained about having a broke or old car because I, I had to walk. <laughs> right. I had to walk when the rest of my friends were just, you know, driving or had, you know, a parent who was there to give them a ride from practice, you know, everything. I did band in high school and stuff. So that's where like a lot of my musical background comes from. That's another fun fact. But yeah, like if I had a ride from practice or something, like, and, you know, just appreciate what you have because like, not to sound cliche, there's beauty in the struggle though. I mean, that's very real. Like the thing about it is all this stuff sounds cliche, but say nine times out of ten it, it's on to something because there's, there's a lot of people 
people can't appreciate they can't appreciate the moment i mean because it's like the moment has to be beautiful for them to appreciate it yeah you know what i'm saying like life is not all about being happy i think that that's the that's another big thing it's like you can't be happy all the time like happiness is a feeling like you know when, when people are like my life goal is to be happy i hate to tell you you're never going to reach that because mm-hmm. happy is like you're going to be happy sometimes you're going to be sad you're going to laugh you're going to cry like it's that's life and i feel like if you never kind of realize that you're always just focused on achieving something that's not achievable you're kind of just wasting your your breath setting yourself up to fail exactly yeah no, that's that's very real you you just said a lot of real stuff like even that i needed to hear on my own like you you gotta you gotta appreciate it man. you gotta appreciate the process like like i'm in you know what i'm saying like i was in valley you know valley alabama you know what i'm saying i, I was in a town with 2,000 people, 3,000 people, 8,000 people. I'm doing everything. I'm like running, driving here 30 minutes away, you know, little uh, hole in the wall type high school gyms, taking the pictures, writing the story. Like, and I had to have the passion that, I mean, well, I love doing it. So I had the passion, you know, that's something that can't be taught, but it's like, I had to keep going. I had to push myself like, you know, away from living in a town by myself, where I know nobody, you know what I'm saying? I had to do that for years, bro. And, you know, until I appreciated it and I didn't look at it as I'm in this small town where there's nothing for me, I'm getting paid like next to nothing. And like, no one's going to know who I am because I'm in this small town. The second I looked past that and I just looked at it as an opportunity, keep going, keep going. I don't know what, I guess it was just God. I don't know. But like, you know, because that doesn't happen in a town of 3,000, to get to a circulation of a hundred thousand at USA Today with Mississippi Clearing Ledger, like that doesn't happen. You know, those jumps don't happen. So, but it uh, did. Yeah, it did. It did because I, I just kept going. So yeah. just keep going and embrace it. Embrace the moment, man. Yeah. No, that's, that's super real. Like one of the things that's happened to every one of these I've done. And I've said this every time. Somebody I'm talking to always says something that I need to hear. And I know yeah. somebody else need to hear it, which is another reason why I'm here doing it. Like, we were just talking before we got on here about my job applications. Yeah, yeah. And, like, literally, you just you just hit that on the head. So, like, like the second you get a job, and even if you don't, because it's like this, like, what if this pops to the point where you're making so much money, folks is offering you, and you're looking at it like, are you serious? Come on, man. Like, that's, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if you get to that point? So, but if you got a job, right? If you got a job and it's like some small town thing, blah, 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 you could be like, dang, I remember when I was just looking to get my foot in the door. And I was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you always gonna look back at it. And then, you know, you learn to appreciate the little small town where you're covering little Sally on the softball team, you know what I'm saying? For Kawita softball, you know, shout out to Kawita, Kawita softball. I ain't never watched y'all, but. You know, something like that. Like, you'll learn to appreciate it more because you'll remember them days where folks won't even look in your way. You thinking like, "Dang, is my laptop broke? Like, did my email go through?" Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. So before we go for past this point, what'd you play in the band? I got, <laughs> I got in there. I got in there. I, I play. I played a couple of instruments. So I played officially just trombone. That was my primary instrument. And then like I played like. 
my mom bought me a keyboard for Christmas one year. So I, I taught like 2010. And that was the year uh, the Knicks were playing. Oh, well, they play every year on Christmas. But they had Amari Stoudemire. I think they were wearing the green jerseys for mm-hmm. Christmas this that year. That sounds about right. And uh, it snowed in, in Georgia on Christmas Day. A little okay. bit. Just a little bit. And uh, so that day I looked up on YouTube how to play black and yellow with Khalifa in the office. <laughs> and so I, I started dabbling in that and started doing little the, the YouTube tutorials on how to play piano. I played a little bit of that. That taught me how to play some percussion instruments like xylophone and all that. Because it's the same thing as piano. And then I took a percussion class my senior year of high school or like my junior year of high school. So uh, I dabbled in a couple instruments. Yeah. So you are just a man of all talents. Nah, Jack of all nah, trades. Nah, nah. Not even, not even. Take a little bit of credit. Take a little bit of credit. But I, res- I respect, I respect, <laughs> I respect it. So speaking of your talents, me and you met because I was on your YouTube channel. Talk to me about your YouTube channel. During all of this stuff you had going on, how, yeah. how, how, was, how was that? Were you doing it during all of this? Were you taking um, time off? How, how were you balancing that in there? Because that, that, that's an important part. Yeah, yeah. So YouTube, you know, I've, like I said, like, so it started from the mixes and everything right. like that. Right. And then, like, when I was probably, like, 2013, so I'm, like, a high school senior going into, or I was probably a freshman. I was just uploading like a video like a week or every two weeks where I was just, you know, just getting in front of the camera, practice and talking because I wasn't on the TV station. But also the student TV station, you have to like take four years of classes. And then like the last semester of your senior year, you might get on the, the student news, which I thought was like the dumbest thing. It's like, like, that's what I'm looking up to. And it's like, if you work hard enough, you can like hold the courts and run the courts along the field at a Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars game for Monday Night Football. Like, keep working. It's like, bro, like, that's the ceiling. <laughs> you know, this, that's what I was looking at, like, Atlanta and Georgia State, you know, because I could have gone to UGA, but it, it wasn't in the city. Like, I knew I wanted to be somewhere out of school. I could still network and get stuff done. And Georgia State and Atlanta was perfect for that. But, um, dang, where was I going with that? What was the question? My fault. I was asking about your YouTube and how it was still flowing <laughs> during all of this. So, you said so, you're yeah. making them, like, what you said like every other week yeah so so that was just to practice talking in front of the camera so then you fast forward and then I was just uploading my stories so from Georgia State all my little packages and stuff were rolling out when I was an intern I just upload my stories up there Mm -hmm. like every reporter does every tv person like you go to their youtube the youtube probably has like two five ten subscribers and they upload like all their stories but like the names are like package 103 like that's the title on youtube so i just do that and then i'll upload my reels on youtube and stuff like that so i could share it and send it to people when i'm sending out my resumes and all that so that's what i use youtube for in college and then after college i was just kind of just like uploading like once a week or once every month once every two months just for fun just because i don't know i guess i was used to it I, i wanted to stay busy I'm just kind of like that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I watch YouTube a lot. But it was when the shutdown happened is when I really like, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do YouTube. So you're talking about April 2020 is when I first started to try YouTube. And it's because my boy Rob, my boy Rob, uh, I met him when I was working in Alabama. <laughs> and I was covering um, uh, Point Volleyball, Point University Volleyball, Point. For those of you not, who are not from Georgia, it's in West Point, Georgia. It's just right there on the border of Georgia and Alabama. 
and it's a small Christian school. It's an NAIA school. And I was covering point volleyball because I like to cover volleyball from a king. This all comes full circle. So I'm sitting at the volleyball game. I'm usually, you know, sitting or walking around by myself with the camera. And uh, but this time I see someone with the Devin Booker jersey in the stands. Anytime I see any type, you know, I'm saying I go up and talk some trash or spark up a conversation. I'm like, this is my type of people. So I went up there, talked to him. He's real cool. We talked the whole match, exchanged numbers. He has a YouTube channel where he just, you know, posts highlights of college players. Like that's his thing. And he had like 10,000, 14,000 subscribers at the time. So I was like, oh, bro, we could be like a duo. Like I do YouTube too. I didn't really do YouTube. I just, I just like uploaded videos to YouTube. So I was like, I could react to your videos to get you more clout. And, you know, you could get me more clout from shouting me out to reacting to your video. So it was kind of like that type of, or it wasn't even like that. It was honestly like, bro, I'm going to react to you to support you. That's what I was saying. I'm going to react to your videos to support you, even though I wasn't getting any views at the time. Right. So it was like, I don't know. It's just support you because you're a cool dude. So I'm reacting to this stuff, and then he shouted my first thing out, and it got 500 views. This was December 20, 2019, so this was before I'm doing YouTube. So I'm like, man, that's the power. Like, he could just shout me out that easily. And then so, shoot, it gets to April, and, you know, I was busy or whatever, but the shutdown slowed us all down. April, and I'm like, hmm, what can I do? So I started reacting to NBA draft prospects, and I did a first couple, and it, just, it was just whatever. And then I watched Kelly Stamps, shout out to Kelly Stamps. She was like, it's time to start your YouTube channel. And she makes this video about like why you should do YouTube and how much money she makes off of it. And, you know, I'm already thinking about the YouTubers I already watch that always, you know, show how much money they have and stuff. Right. And I was like, man, I'm going all in for it. So at the time, Flight Reacts was popping at the beginning of the pandemic. And Flight, he just like, just acts crazy you know he just go he does a ah like he He's does a lot of just crazy fool, does, bro. yeah exactly acts a fool i always held back from that on youtube because i was scared of not getting another job down the line so at this point i'm just like man i can make way more money on youtube than i can with any other job in my immediate reach right now right so i was like if an employer finds this and doesn't hire me because of this so be it. So I went act a fool for to some Danny Aldia highlights. <laughs> that junk took off. That junk still has it's still one of my more popular videos. It has like five thousand probably right now. Okay. And uh yeah, it was like I was getting like, you know, because my the thing about my YouTube is very unique where it's like the numbers might seem low, but it's like it's an active engagement you know what i'm saying like i have an active audience like so a video can have 13 views but it'll have two comments video can have 500 views but it'll have like 50 comments <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty good ratio yeah because I, I didn't promote it to my friends or family or anything like that i wanted people who really wanted to watch this stuff like you really in the trenches for this type of content so i reacted to the nba draft and all that and it started in april 2020 and it just, like, I just started kind of reacting from there. And uh, that's how I got popping were the reactions. Got a new camera, got, uh, got a green screen. And yeah. And then to diversify the content, I brought on Chris. And then I brought on some other friends, whatever, before the tournament to hype up the NCAA tournament, women's. And then um, 
you know, the tournament happened. I was reacting to the tournament games that I wasn't watching live because there's so many games. And then uh, a fan, a subscriber, he saw me bringing on people to talk about the games. So he was like, yo, you mind bringing on a fan? And so, so salute to Joel, the UConn fan. That's when I brought Joel on. Joel took it to another level because people hate UConn and people hate loud people. So Joel's loud <laughs> and he likes UConn. So, I've seen him. So people hate him. So it's like people going crazy in the comments. I want to come on. I want to talk to Joel. So I bring on another guy, South Carolina fan, Terrell. And um, so he comes on one-on-one. And then he comes and then I bring them together. Best idea ever. And it just kind of blew up from there. So then I kind of became known for them. But my solo videos were getting more views still. Right. So uh, that's pretty much it, man. I just started bringing on women's college basketball fans. And then, yeah. like, uh, I started, I reached out to Bailey and I reached out to other media members. Uh, one of them screenshotted my stuff and posted it on Twitter. It was Christina Williams. I didn't really rock with that, but it's whatever, you know, I support her still, um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, like, but it was tough because I, I got a lot of no's, you know, it goes back to the days of the no's and stuff, yeah. trying to get people on. I reached out to players and, and uh, programs and stuff. So I got Haley Jones on and I got uh, Diamond Miller on. And so those are two cool things. And I was just close to getting AZ FUD before the season. I was just close to getting Kaylin Clark as well. And I was pretty close. Well, not that close to Paige, but I was kind of close to getting Paige as well. You're in the vicinity. Uh, yeah, I was in the vicinity. I was talking back and forth to UConn's people. Okay. They were like, she's so busy, you know, and she's coming back from surgery. And I was like, I just need five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe once Paige is done with UConn and everything, I'll eventually get her. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, um, the Paige videos obviously did well, so like, you know, a bunch of UConn fans followed me from that. And, it, uh, it's it's interesting to hear you talk about, excuse me, how you got started. Because like I said, I did an interview with Caitlin, who does Flash Squad. Yeah. And her first video, she said, was so cringe. She described it as so cringe. And she was just react, responding to someone else's opinion on something basketball related <laughs> and then it just started going from there so she kept making them and she upgraded like y'all had really similar uh stories to that it was yeah. really interesting to hear you talk about that because it's one of those things where you, you know you think everybody had different paths but y'all had a very similar similar experience getting started and like i said when i watch her like i don't know if i said this while we were recording um but when i watch her i'm like yo she's the only one like i look at because like well, when I started doing it, I was like, bro, I'm doing reactions in a way that nobody else is doing it. And then I'm like making content that like in a way that no one else can do it. When I watched her, when I found her, I was like, yo, like not only can she like compete with me, she's like better than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, she's funny. She got the effects going. She got the edits. I'm like, she's so good. Yeah, yeah. So salute to Caitlin. I'm a huge fan. If she watches this, if you want to click this, she gonna hear this. this part on Twitter. Like, I'm a huge fan. We uh, we gotta have a collab. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta get. I gotta step my game up first. I gotta do my push-ups, Get back in the game. I, I've been away for a little bit. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, at the time we're recording this, I don't know what I'll be doing on my channel, but I chill from reactions because YouTube is like, um, S and Y. They like copyright strike 
one of my videos with Paige, uh, the 34 points in three quarters against uh, Arkansas to start the season. Interesting. Uh, yeah, they took that down. And it's like, that's legal action and all that. So it's like, if I get another one of those, they take the whole channel away. Oh, no. And so exactly. So I'm kind of shying away from reactions right now. Taking a little, taking a little break, excuse me. Um, hiatus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, yeah. Cool. Let, let the heat cool off a little bit. That's it. But uh, we'll move on. Last little bit here. We're talking about hoops, talking about your YouTube. So let's talk about the W a little bit. That's what yeah, our pod is originally about. So tell me a little bit about your history with the W. You talked about the dream when they came and get into them then. But when did you, like, really get into it? Like, when did it really hit you? Like, I really, really rock with the W. Hmm. That's an interesting question because I've always been with the W. Like, I've mm-hmm. always watched the WNBA, like, always. Like, from the time, like, you know, seven, seven up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from the okay. time I can, like, understand what sports is. Uh, so I've always watched the WNBA, but very casually, like, extremely casual. And then, like, even a few years – like, you can look at my channel. Like, I'm talking about the WNBA in 2013, 2012, right. 2014, 2017. I'm covering games. I think people, a lot of people forget that when they want to dub me, when they want to act like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like it, but it's like going to, like the, the, the receipts are there. The I'm covering there. the games 2017, 2016. So it's like, I don't know why y'all treating me like I'm hopping on some trend when I'm right. Anyways, <laughs> I just had to do that little side. Hey, that's real. Uh, that's real. Talk, talk your talk. I mean, like I sometimes I don't get to talk my talk. But, like, I just want people to know because it's, like, sometimes I get treated – I feel a little disrespect sometimes. But, like, you know. But, anyways, the respect will come with the work. The work will speak for it. Work going to speak. What Coach say? Work going to be. The work going to be. That work going to speak. That work uh, going to show. Whatever whatever now or verb you want to use, pardon me. It's going to speak. It's going to show. It's going to talk. Whatever you want to do. Speak. But, I mean, besides that uh, – Still fairly, uh, I don't know. I want to say, dang, it's tough. It's tough to say, like, when I was, like, because I've always watched the W. So, it's, like, when's the, where's the line between when I went from casual to, like, I'm in it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, if I had to say maybe two, like, if I was really in it, in it, maybe two years ago where I'm like in it, in it. And I'm not a casual a year ago. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that to be on the safe side. Let's say the wobble season on, on okay. the safe side, but Was I've it? always like been to games. Know who, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you right. know, just been a right. casual. I don't know though. Was That's there, just... was there a certain thing that kind of you're looking at that flipped your switch? Um, I mean, probably YouTube. <laughs> like when YouTube popped off, like I had to, because it was like, this is like a responsibility that's larger than me. And it's like, um, uh, you know, like it's it's a thing of a product. So if anybody's looking to go into any type of entrepreneurship, you know, it's the obvious thing. You have to solve a problem, you know, get a problem and solve it and stuff like that. So it's like women's basketball and women's sports needs more coverage, needs more spotlight, needs more like diversity of the types of coverage and stuff yeah so it's like what i did um 
when I was doing it with NBA primarily, it would get some attention. It would get views for sure and, like, comments and all that. And I was, you know, coming up off of that. But, like, it was just so much more fulfilling on the on the woman's side. And I don't want people to flip this into, like, he's just doing this for the, for the clout. He's just doing this for the – because, like I said, you can look back. I have stories where I'm covering games where I went out of my way to ask to cover these games in 2016, 2017. Right. The receipts are there if you want to look at it. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just more fulfilling on the woman's side, man, because people actually care and people appreciate it. Like, I don't know. There's some things that are larger than kind of the surface level thing. Like I talk about it all the time with, with my friends and stuff or some of my subscribers where they like give me tips of like you still ain't at this number like you should just do it i'm like i know i can react to Paige becker's tiktoks and larry bird videos and get to x amount you know what i'm saying <laughs> i know what gets views michael jordan versus lebron who's better uh, larry bird and then Paige becker tiktok like i could do that right and, and go far but i don't want to cheat the art you know what i'm saying i rather if i react to northwestern women's basketball and uh, and Veronica Burton getting ten steals a game by doing this at the top of the key every night, and get ten views off of it. I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> because I enjoy. Nobody's it. doing that. It's a, and you I, enjoy, I enjoy it. it. I enjoy it. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's all about the art and what I enjoy. I went all the way around with that. Um, the reason why, if, if there was a specific moment, I don't know. I think it was just kind of like you had to. But but like I said, with the YouTube, that responsibility kind of carried with me. Yeah. To where, like, I had to know what I was talking about beyond just, like, Liz Cambage, Skylar Diggins, and Brittany Griner. Yeah, no, I mean, that's real. I, I I think that's a very valid answer. Like, there's, if you don't have a spurting moment, not everybody has a moment. I know my moment when I flip the switch, but not everybody knows that. What was your moment? Uh, 2016 finals. Mm. When Sparks won it all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the moment where it's like, okay, I've been watching this, and now it's like, I'm gonna be actively watching this and actively more actively. Okay, okay. So, so beyond the fun, because I I watched the fun. Well, no, no, no. I year. mean, I would watch the Sparks games. Yeah, but from that point, like I watched all the games. Yeah, because because I used to watch the finals every year. Right. So, like, I know about like you know Sparks LA and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. Phoenix. Like it was like this one random. Um, well, it's not random, but you know, one of the more known games or whatever in W history. Of, uh, Sue Bird versus Diana Taurasi just going three for three for three in the, in the yep. semifinals. Like that game was like, ah, ah, ah. No, but I was still casual, you know, because I just watched the big games like that, you know, and I knew who all the stars were. Right. But I would still consider myself a casual at that point. And then uh, like the 2017 year, 2017 year, I really, I don't know why. I think this is when like probably 2017 is really when like Twitter started pushing like, like support women's sports, like support the WNBA. Like that's when it really started to kind of make that push on Twitter. So I was like, I'm going to make a conservative effort to to watch like everything with the W. So I'll say that. Okay. I'll say that. But I was still, I was still, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I watched all the games, but I was still, uh, if that makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I you can be, you can be in a, you can be in church. I'll say it like that. You can be in church every Sunday, but if you're not listening, I, I wasn't listening to the pastor. I'll say it like that. That's a good way to put it. 
that's a very very southern way to put it too <laughs> i was just at a funeral like i said today so it was very church it was very church like he did an altar call at the end of the service i never seen that in a funeral before. i never seen that at a funeral either <laughs> so so who are some of your favorite players in the growing day? up anytime past present hmm. in between so like i said ivy ladder when they first started because like i was a fan of hers from north carolina uh Obviously, all the obvious ones. Candace Parker. Maya Moore is the, the greatest high school player I've ever seen before. Oh, bro. In person. Insane. I watched her. She played Marietta in the Sweet 16 uh, when I was in sixth grade. And salute to Arthur Bennett and Arthur Bennett's dad, Arthur Bennett, as well. Because uh, <laughs> he used to drive us to, like, Marietta games and stuff when I was a kid. So, like, he took us up to that game for some reason. And it was, like, in Rome, Georgia or something like that. And – uh. They, you know, like before the game, they're like, yeah, she the number one player in the nation. Like, I heard she can dunk. And it's like, oh, she can dunk. Like, and then like, <laughs> so they come out and they had like a, a student section. I never seen a student section for girls basketball until then. And then so like, they like got hard hats on and signs of like from my end. So they're, oh, it was like college. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And she goes out there and she's the tallest player on the floor. And she laying it up in, in layup line. And we all just kind of waiting for her to dunk it. <laughs> and like all the layups are like her hands near the rim and stuff. <laughs> and she, so she does the jump ball. She wins the jump ball and like they come down and she's like on the post and she gets it and it's an easy score. She gets the rebound, brings the ball up, you know, handles, you know, Maya behind the back, all that and layup. And it's like, she was so good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just never seen anything like that. So like on the boys or girls side, and I've seen a lot of boys and girls. She's the greatest high school player I've ever seen in front of my eyes. So I kind of followed her from afar when she went to UConn and, and stuff like that, everything like that. So Maya um, for the hometown, Candace, of course. Uh, no, that's the basic Candace Parker. Uh, I like Candace Dupree when I was younger, like, you know, like young Candace Dupree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I really liked her game. You know, Cap followed her a little bit. Um, Sky, I, I liked how she got all that attention from Young Money. And she still who <laughs> like that was just like, oh, uh, yo, she didn't get lost in the sauce. It's very easy to get lost in the sauce. She did not get lost in she the did, sauce. Like Johnny Manziel, you know, lost Johnny Manziel sauce. takes a picture with Drake and he like, it's like, OK, I can stop working now. But uh, like, I, I like that. Uh, I mean, but to be honest, pretty much everybody from Atlanta. So it's like it hasn't changed much. Yeah. Ivory Lada, uh, Maya Moore. Um, it was very bittersweet when she swept the dream again and again and again. Um, who else? Who else? You got to go Angel for the city. Uh, do Souza for the city. Of course. Of course. Uh, man, who else we got? Who else we got? I'm trying to think of like when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you go to Tina Thompson, Cheryl Swoops, all of them over there at Houston. I wasn't that big of a Coop fan as a kid. Because, you know, I just paid attention to the bigger players at that time. Right. Uh, Lisa Leslie was like the GOAT. I considered her like uh, Michael Jordan when I was a kid. Um, she she definitely was in that category. I'm trying to think. I'm trying she's to think. only, what, one of, I think, three players to win three MVPs? Yeah, she's – Uh, I got her in my – do I have her? I think I still have her in my five. I put in Candace in the five, which I, is I so, think- like – I think when we did it, Lisa was like six for me. I think she was just on the outside, but I can't yeah. remember. 
Yeah, yeah, but she's right there, five or six. Yeah, yeah, she's right there. But um, who else? Who else? Okay, so that was when I was a kid, and I said, you know, Angel, Ivory, Angel. I already said Angel. Hmm. What about now? Sh- Shamika. Shamika went to the dream, okay. like when she was washed and like eighty years old. <laughs> and I was like, yo, we got Shamika on squad. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Swing Cash. Swing Cash went to the dream, and I was like, yo, Swing Cash. Swing Cash was like a hundred. Uh, in in basketball years. Yeah. So 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 like I liked them as a kid, and then growing up. I like Del Don. I liked her game. This is like teenage years now. Del right. Don. Uh, pretty much all those kind of hybrids. Stewie. Yeah, yeah. I like Stewie, but I wasn't like a Stewie stan or anything. But but I definitely rock with her. Definitely rock with her and support her game and everything. Uh, but yeah, really Del Don. Del Don like, was like the main one. I'm trying to think of any black players that I really rock with at that time. Can't really think of any, but all right, all right. So now moving on to the past few years, everybody knows I'm a Sabrina on that school. Like that's the joke people tell me. Oh, she's cold. It is what it is. Um, and then Kennedy. Kennedy is my favorite player right now. Okay, you gonna get that Sparky jersey? That might hurt too much. I ain't gonna hold you. It's so it's so funny. It's so funny. I became I became a dream season ticket holder with plans of buying a Kennedy Dream jersey this year. Yeah. <laughs> and I was planning on getting one because that's the player I wanted. And yeah. now she's on my favorite team. And yeah. I'm just like, do I still get a Kennedy Sparks jersey? So, salute to salute to Slim. Yeah, I like Slim, just because I don't know her how hustle. Can, how can you not? She cares. I like the fact she cares. I rock with Slim. Yeah, you know, I, she she's like a dream legend to me. Dream and Ty Young, you know, for <laughs> leaving the dream and coming back eight times, that makes her a dream <laughs> legend. Um, the opposite of most Atlanta athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, Boris Diaw, you know, he left and became Magic Johnson. Guard all five positions. He's like, Boris yeah, 40 points against you. Remember that against the Dallas Mavericks? He scores 40 points and plays all five positions. He's the first player since Magic. It's like, bro, he why did he do this with the Hawks? He's trash. But uh uh yeah, yeah. But Ty Young kept coming back. So salute to her. Always rock to her. Uh dang, who else? Like it's so like I pretty much named like anybody who's ever played for Atlanta, really. Okay. Uh, but but yeah but yeah Ken- Kennedy's my favorite player right now and I like she's that. still like my favorite because she uh I feel like she like supports me from afar you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like I did the uh the Jason Terry story the dream wouldn't give me access to talk to them to her um they won't respond to my emails but somehow I got Jason Terry but I couldn't get Kenny like it don't make sense anyways uh that does, that does seem a little backwards from what you would expect <laughs> yeah yeah it's like I, I got the retired player who you know who goes through a college program versus the professional, but uh, she like really rocked with that story when it came out. So I appreciated the support there, Kennedy. And then, um, you know, with this uh, new thing, thanks to you uh, bringing that up, you know, the, the leg sleeve page following me. So, yeah. 
uh, that's her people. I feel like if you get the leg sleeve, follow on the leg sleeve support, they rock with, uh, you know what I'm saying, Kennedy. Like, that's I, it. Kennedy might be behind that. There's a good chance she's. The, legs, the leg sleeve is important. At least sending texts of like, hey, I want to tweet this out. Can you tweet this out for me? Throw back and to then, when uh, Courtney Williams. I, I was about to say, Courtney started you like this. A leg sleeve. A leg sleeve page going to tell me what to do. A <laughs> leg sleeve. But that man, that was ugly, man. That I'm was so, so glad they brought funny, that up. Yeah, the, the 20, what, what year is that? 2021? Yeah. 2021 Atlanta Dream, bro. Like, when you nothing will ever 30. top it. Nothing will ever top it. We bro. need a 30 for 30 ASAP. Like, ESPN. it was so much happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way. There's more and there's more. Like, there's no way. That was crazy. It, there will never be another 2021 Atlanta Dream in no. any professional sports league. Ever. Ho- hopefully not. Hopefully not. So, so while we're on the dream, what do you think about what they did in free agency this year? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, we talked about it at the beginning with Erica Wheeler and everybody, you know, just stay low, stay low. Because around the corner is Caitlin and Faze. <laughs> <laughs> you Boston. gotta lay low. So salute to Megan Walker, though. You know, hey, Megan Walker, you know that? Shout out uh, India, India. They brought back India, hometown girl, hometown gal. You know what I'm saying? Lexi's still on the block. You know, Chicago uh, extended that, you know, qualifying offer out to her. I thought, you know, okay, she back with Chicago. Apparently not. Like tonight, you know, uh, who Bring is that? Who is that? Lex. Salute to Lex. Oh, salute to Lex. You know what I'm saying? I'm shouting out the people, you know, the people that are saying no to me and, and all that playing me and stuff. Lex rock with me heavy. No questions asked. I appreciate that, Lex Robinson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she tweeted out about uh, Lexi Brown today. Yeah, um, I saw that. Know, they were talking back and forth. And, and um, you know, someone was like, Chicago will welcome you back with open arms. And she responded, apparently not. Yeah, <laughs> She did the magic. I ain't going to be there. there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like, with that whole thing, man, like, you know, maybe bring back Lexi. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, bro, just vibe out these next couple of years, bro. That, that's how I feel. Vibe yeah. out. Continue to, to develop uh, Aerie. You know what I'm saying? And lay low. Lay low and build. You know, that's because... It. You got Caitlin and Paige and Flajay. Hey, yeah, you can bring back Flajay. Wait a couple more years. They coming. They're coming. They're coming. And ain't no reason to go all in right now, even though they had all that money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, you shoot your shot at the Lids. You shoot your shot at the Asias and stuff. Like, But if they don't bite, shoot. Build through the drive. You got, you got the future of the league, the future of the game. Forget yeah. the league. You got the future of the game playing in college right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. You got some, you some generational win, talents. You can win Paige or, or you know, even Caitlin. I know Caitlin ain't going to win you some games, but she's going to uh, do the little ice tray. Yeah. At least get that. Yeah. Sell some tickets. I want Shakira Austin. On, uh, I've, I've been begging for Shakira Austin for a minute, but uh, I can't remember what they did at center. I don't even know if they did anything at center. <laughs> I know Elizabeth season. Williams walked. Yeah. Uh, lit, it, he walked. And that's all they had at center anyway. Um, I mean, they had Kalani a couple of years ago and yeah, stuff like that. But, but she's with so got... Vegas, Kia Stokes reneged. So <laughs> who do you have at center? I don't know. See Mo Billings? <laughs> it, no. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, salute to Mo. Didn't they, they get Kia that? Vaughn? No, nah, she reneged. I thought oh, it was Kia, they did. They Kia did. Vaughn, Kia they Vaughn. picked up the trade. Yeah, no, you no, think no. about Stokes. Kia Stokes is the one. Yeah, they, they did pick up Kia Vaughn. 
Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting dream season. They they just picked up a bunch of random UConn players. That's what Renee did, you know, picked up a bunch of random UConn players and, um, you know, five out into uh into his page time. Hey, look, they established a direction, and that goes a long way. They, yeah, they established a direction of we're going the direction opposite of Kennedy Carter. So, well, well, see, the thing about it is, though, if they go 6-30 and 30 this year, it'll right. be a lot more organic than what they did last year. <laughs> Oh, they they went uh yeah they went eight and twenty four for uh Kobe right. that was so beautiful <laughs> yeah they definitely did it for Kobe um but yeah last last couple things wait hold on hold on hold on hold on I, I didn't really get into my dream back like I wanted to because okay get into your too dream busy back. making the making the jokes so get you got at, at PG you got uh Ari you got yeah. Megan Walker coming off the bench if they let her play at one of those he got to then you got you got Tiff. Um, but Tiff usually plays a three for them. You know what I mean? Last year when they had 20 guards, I don't know why they thought that was going to work. Um, ah, so I'm thinking, I guess you go Aerie, Meg, Walker, Tiff at the three, or maybe Tiff at the two and then Megan Walker at the three. Okay. Mo at the four, of course. That's the only lock they have is more Mo at the four. Yeah. Right now you got to go Kia Vaughn because that's all they have. Oh, um, um, she just had the baby. Cheyenne, Cheyenne Parker. Parker. Cheyenne Parker's back. She's she is back. back. She is very back. I literally forgot about CP. I apologize, CP. Um, so yeah, CP could play five. She could uh, could play a little five. Um, and then have Kiavon coming off the bench, but I'm I'm taking the center. I'm yeah. taking the center. You drop the center, or you know what I'm saying? You could wait. For Ayoka Lee, hey, um, next year, get get Ayoka Lee next year. Getting out someone this year, you know, just best player available at three this right. year. Uh, you know, do something like that where you just grab anybody, and then next year you get you know Ayoka Lee, and then the year after that you get Paige Beckers. Hey, they need to hire you. Game plan. Yeah, just no, no. They Renee's doing it right. You know, what I'm saying you had to make a decision with Kennedy. They brought back Tiffany, so they picked Tiffany over Kennedy. I didn't like that personally, but it is what it is. You know, Um, you got Paitlin. I mean, you got Paitlin. Yeah, Caitlin, Paige. Paitlin? You're going hybrid now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're going to be doing the the no-look passes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's going to be shooting no-look threes. That's going to be like like taking a screen, turning completely (laughs) to your left, and you're shooting. From the logo. (laughs) But, but salute to all of them, man, man. They they doing it for real. But I don't know. I think Fly J really goes with the city, the flavor she of the does. city. She really wants to do it. But you got to see what she does at the college level. Because I've seen her, uh, you know, against a tougher competition in high school. And that was a bit it was a bit different story. Than, An eye-opening you know, experience. Well, yeah. When I saw her play Kennesaw Mountain, salute to Kennesaw Mountain. But it's a bit different when she I, played uh, like other college kids. I also wonder – if by the time she comes through, if she'll have to stay in college for that long. Yeah, she said she wanted to be one and done. Because the, the W draft rules are a little bit behind where the NBA draft rules are. Yeah. So, like, that's another thing that could be changing in the coming years. Like, because right now I think you, what, you have to be, like, 22 to go yeah, into you, the W yeah, draft. Yeah, you have to be, like, yeah, old. Like, you can't, like, Diamond can't just go. Because Diamond Miller, like, uh, I was talking to her about going out early. She was like, yeah, if the opportunity there, yeah. 
And then I realized afterwards, Diamond Miller was too young, even though she was a junior, she was right. still too young. So. Right. Which is really, which is really different. I would expect that to be something that changes soon, which could really change the landscape. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the game is different now. Yeah. It's just different. And there's plenty of talent to do it. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of talent. I think what's interesting to see will be like, um, you know, players like Paige and AZ, well, they stay all four years because they can make more money as a UConn Husky than they can in the league. I've been wondering about the NIL impact too. Cause like, I think it's for certain programs where the brand is larger than the W. Absolutely. I mean, South Carolina is probably one of those programs too. Baylor. Yeah. Baylor, like, UConn, it's Tennessee. kind of like a, yeah, Tennessee. Stanford, maybe. Stanford, maybe. Yeah. It's like those few kind of six yeah, or whatever, like, like that are like historically. And then, you know, South Carolina, who's like new, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like their, their brand and the followings are so strong. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just more popular than the W right now. So like, do you think like, do you stay cause you can make more money over there? I don't know. I think Paige might stay for that sole purpose, you know, and also playing with AZ a little more. Thanks. Facts. That's that's true. We'll see how that shapes out because I'm definitely curious to see. And then with the AU league in place too, yeah, that's, yeah. That's so, changing. Everything's changing. Salute to AU. I was watching the draft on Sunday. Um, it was really cool to kind of see like the whole process of how they do it from the beginning of the weekend. The the connection that Tasha Cloud and uh and uh Dijanae have kind of developed in there. Like uh, they they are. Tasha and jelly. Yeah, exactly. They're doing the behind the back passes and the, you know, she dressing us her at the practice and everything. Yeah. And they they are, you know, what I'm saying like this. I think yeah. AU is really dope. Like uh it's it kind of reminds me of a I don't want to say big three, but it's like it kind of a big three where it's an American league and right. um, you know, something on the alternative and it's putting people on, like, you know, to the W. Right. So so I, I rock with AU and everything they do, like. They just got it right. And it's like, it's kind of funny. It's like, it's like seeing uh, WNBA Twitter, you know, everything that, you know, they complain about, we complain. I'll throw myself in there, even though I I, I, keep, I lay low. But uh, it's like WNBA Twitter's uh, complaints come to life. That's it. Salute to the committee. Salute to the committee. I just wanted to give them a public shout out. Okay. Okay. I like the committee. I think what they're doing is cool too. And salute, salute to y'all, the, uh, the East Side, what y'all, the East Side gang or something like that. I, I wouldn't say I'm in there. I'm not enough of a NCAA oh. person. I, I'd be oh, in there okay, listening okay. sometimes, but okay. I, I don't really have – I don't have a lot of NCAA pool. Um, no, I heard it. I've I, I followed UGA women for years pretty close, but that's been about the extent of it besides a few players here and there that I follow yeah. tight. Like, um, like me, obviously, NECA is my favorite player. I discovered her in college on a fluke. <laughs> like no i'm so i'm so sick I'm, I'm sitting at home it's i want i think it was 2010 i'm sitting at home just flipping through tv late one night and there's a pack i guess pack 12 tournament game and her and Janae put up like 53 combined points that's the first time i ever heard of either of them <laughs> um for whatever reason i just really rock with them just kind of follow from there but like on a normal normal basis, I would not have seen her until she got to the W. But because usually it's just being UGA uh, for me. That's the only UGA team I support as far as that goes. Wow. Yeah. So that's I, don't unique. Even, I don't even support their men's team as hard as I do the women's team. That's a bit unique. They they had a 
That boy Trey, they had some dude named Trey. Dang, I forgot the dude's last name. But they had a big man. His name was Trey, and they had KCP. They had Travis a couple Leslie. Players. Travis Leslie was fine. Yeah, Travis Leslie. He Trey Tompkins and Travis Leslie is who you thinking of. Yeah. Trey Tompkins, big boy. They were there at the same yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, hey, that man, you find back some memories. And then they, Yonte Mayton. Yeah, yeah. Yonte Mayton was there when yeah, I was there. Yeah, um, yeah I, was, I was following them boys a little bit from, like, afar because they were, like, underdogs, you know. It's like yeah. uh, football school and these boys and, like, making waves in postseason. So I, I, I remember them teams, man, especially Trey Tompkins, big boy. Man. Yeah, he, he was a big dude. Yeah, yeah, Trey he Thompson, was a big dude, but like, yeah, yeah, salute to them. And then, um, you know, going through the years, and obviously, but uh, on the women's side, like that was like, like I said, like following players, just pretty much anybody from Atlanta. So, like, um, oh, I dang, we went this far without mentioning Dierica. Let me shout out Dierica. Salute to Dierica, but um, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Ingram. Yeah, Mackenzie. Uh, you was know, there from, when I was from there. being from Cobb. You know, anybody from Cobb, you know, just me being from Cobb and stuff, right. which is not Atlanta. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I follow everybody from Cobb or whatever in college and stuff like that. So she was my grade. So following her at UGA, I followed her from afar. Yeah, she, uh, she went then, to McEachin, right? Uh, she went to Hillgrove. Hillgrove, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, them people, yeah, they heard, like, because they, they, they the rivals, you know, Hillgrove, they did this. Grove, I knew man. they were the rivals, but I, yeah, I got yeah. it mixed. I knew it was one of the two. I just got yeah. it backwards. Yeah, they, they had, like, a high school football game. It was, like, the biggest game in the state. They packed out the stadium. Yeah. And uh, the Falcons played on Sunday night that night on uh, NBC. And they, like, literally showed highlights of the McEachin-Hillgrove game. I saw that on uh, Instagram, I think. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like that with the high school game, in Georgia, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so – I mean, but yeah, salute to McKenzie uh, and the Erica. Went to school with her before the fame. So okay. before Norcross, before she won a state title, before she was like one of the top players in the state. And she's just at Marietta as the best player on Sorry Marietta. Uh, <laughs> I was a freshman. She was a junior. So okay. no age gap there. Okay. Salute to the Erica. I see you. I see you. Well, is there anything else you want to hit on before we slide out of here? Nah, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. I I, I wish we could have talked more more ball. Okay, we, we we get it next time. But hey, I came know, here we, to talk about you though. That's the thing right, about this. You I right, want to talk about you. Like, you right, because because what you what you got to realize here is that my point in this, and you would have seen it if you looked at the outline. You're I want right. to I want to <laughs> highlight I want to highlight the people I'm talking to. That that's my whole point of being here. I'm trying to show love to people that either have shown love to me or I think deserve more shine. Usually they go hand in hand. Yeah. So I got you, like I said, I got Chris, I got you, I got Sabria, Caitlin. I Yo, got shout out to, wait, hold on. I, I got I to gotta shout out Chris. Yeah. Shout out Chris. Shout out Chris and you first things first, because like I don't tweet. I don't, I don't really tweet on my page. So it was like, y'all put on for me, bro. Like y'all put on for me heavy, bro. And I appreciate that. Like, I just appreciate that, John. And know that it doesn't go unnoticed all the time. Sometimes, a lot of times, I don't see it. I ain't going to lie because I don't be on that account. Yeah. But <laughs> I, when I see it, I peep it. I appreciate it. Uh, Bailey, Chris, who else? Those, y'all really like the two main ones that really be going hard for me. So I really appreciate y'all. Yeah, for sure. You, it, it was funny, man. You hit me up out of the blue. 
that one time and ever since like i followed your youtube i got your notifications on on there and then you know i follow you on twitter i see your stuff on there like for me one of the biggest things for me that i've learned is that it's not hard to show love oh it's not hard to show mouthful and and in social media especially like retweet if even if you don't comment quote tweet or nothing you could do something that i know nothing about but i can see that it's something you are passionate about or you are good at simple retweet puts it in somebody's face that follows me that may know way more about it that hits you and says hey i saw this i like this like you can really put people on just by showing simple love in the simplest of ways it does not require a ton of effort we on our phones all the time anyway hit retweet don't have to quote it don't have to add none to it just simple retweet and like when i do my little film threads i like to credit you know who asks questions because yeah. i think that's important i uh it's genius it's genius by the way yeah i took uh i took that from miles uh he he did it he would like type out you know kind of the text part of it and i was like i'm just gonna you know take that and uh just put the videos so hey, bro but but that's such an important thing for people to understand and realize like it's room for everybody everybody me and Sabri was having the same conversation like it's room and for like everybody people don't get that i don't know why well i do insecurity but it's like bro especially in this space like it's not enough coverage it's not enough diversity I don't care the way you look at it and blah, blah, blah. Like, just because, like, it's a little more popping now or you might be following all women's basketball people, so your timeline and your perception is that everybody's talking about it now. But in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, I was just talking to the to Joel. Literally right. a couple hours ago, he was talking to me about it. He called me up to make this video to say, to point out, you know, the entire college game day. College game day goes to South Carolina. They do the uh, feature on Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah uh, Boston. I'm about to say Edwards. Aaliyah Boston. And the whole game, they're not even doing play-by-play. They're just talking about Aaliyah Boston the whole game. Right. <laughs> and they're talking about her being player of the year, and they got the graphic. Pretty much everything Don Staley done cried for. And Don Staley is not crying anymore. And it's because, you know, he like, and you know, she just wanted South Carolina. Anyways, he was pretty much saying it's because the way that the game is covered since, like, they feel – there is not that much interest in women's sports and women's basketball. It's always one person. It's always one person and one team to give the credit to. Right. Growing up, we had, you know, DT and Sue at UConn, um, Candace Parker in Tennessee. Then it was, you know, Brittany Griner. Yeah, Brittany Griner by herself for a little bit. Then it was like, um, who, who am I trying to think? Uh, Maya Moore. I was about to say, you got to go Maya. Or Brittany Griner. Brit, uh, Maya Moore, Brittany Griner, Skylar Diggins. And it was like UConn. Right. UConn took over for the rest of the decade. Right. That's when people started complaining. So then, so, and then it was like at the end of the late 2010s, early two, 2020s, Sabrina and, um, you know, Asia got one year in 2017 where all the coverage was Asia Wilson. Then it was all the coverage for Sabrina and Escu for two seasons. Yep. Then now it's, you know, last year it's all Paige Beckers. And now it's, you know, all Caitlin Clark until South Carolina started crying. Now it's all Leah Boss. You know what I'm saying? So it's always like they only give spotlight to one team or one person because, like, that's what they see fit. Like, right. they're like, 
there's not a, it, it goes back to the beginning of the conversation while I'm talking about why I turned down local news, right? I turned down local news because sports only gets a minute block anyway. Right, right. <laughs> so I was like, women's basketball only gets a minute block. So what are we going to talk about in this minute block? Caitlin Clark shot from half court and scored 40 points. We're going to talk about that. We're, right. we're going to make her the face of women's basketball. It's like with talking. You know, you saw like a Vetchikin and uh, Sidney Crosby. Crazy shot, that's it. I literally know no other players. In, I mean, like, okay, all right, I know the black one. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I know Evander Kane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, <laughs> it's like, I, didn't, I don't, because that's what they're, they're like, nobody cares. So we're just going to do this just to check it off our checklist and keep it pushing. That's it. So when you look at it like that, that's how the outside world looks at us. Inside this bubble, just because there are eight people that are popping, doesn't mean that there can't be 20 people who are popping. Right. Look at the NBA. The NBA, every single one of their people, all 30 teams, they got beat writers with at least 20,000 followers. Every single team has someone who covers that team that has at least 20,000 followers. Yep. Why can't it be the same thing in women's basketball? Why does it, it just be. have to be this eight? And if you're in the eight, we can't let anybody else in. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And, and you, yeah, I'm sorry, but go ahead, baby. I was gonna say they show every day, like when you invest in it, it returns your investment. Like there's no that old adage of the money's not there, doesn't add up. Exactly. And you look at <clears throat> I know Holly Rowe caught a little flat because she did like three spots in 24 hours, and everybody's like, Why don't they just you know, like it's gotta be somebody closer that's just disqualified, <laughs> whatever. But like Holly caught some flat for that because the way she responded to it. And I'm not going to say whether that's right or wrong. Uh, Cause I mean, I, I'm not really personally, I'm not really sure at this moment. I hadn't really thought about it, but to a bigger point, like, yeah, there was somebody closer that could have done the same thing and saved Holly to travel. Didn't have to have her going all over the country in 24 hours. So, but that person is not being invested in. Is, is more than it's more it doesn't have to be the same it doesn't everything doesn't have to be rebecca lobo uh lachina robinson andrea carter and holly Rowe. right like it's literally more than, that's four people yeah more than four people that know right. women's basketball everything okay. you know like so salute to monica mcnutt she's killing it and everything like that but like it doesn't just have to be monica mcnutt like monica's doing this to open up the doors for more people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I rock, well, I rock with Monica for a lot of reasons. But that's Monica another cool. reason why I rock with her. Her energy is infectious. She's dope. Tarika's dope as well. So is the China. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to all. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, everybody, yeah. It's just like, like you said, there's room for everybody. And I know those ladies see other people, you know, other ladies, especially that they, I can assume would probably put on because you see how they move. Like they seem like people that would do that. So uh, definitely, definitely a lot of room for everybody. But, but, but that's the point. Like Bailey, you're showing it firsthand instead of just saying it. Right. So it's like, you know, giving you your flowers, you know what I'm saying? I, I know it's like you give you flowers with an asterisk because it's like, uh, he's still a man. You know, we're two men giving each other flowers. Oh, bro, you're covering <laughs> women's basketball so well. Like, be like, that's what we need. Two men 
bragging about how much they do for women. <laughs> hey, man. Like I, I, I'm not oblivious to what's going on right now, but yeah. in what's going on right now, I, I appreciate bro. And I just wanted to, you know, salute him publicly because I don't know, man, like that gatekeeping stuff is whack, bro. Yeah, it's very whack and it's it's unnecessary. And 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 my my kind of perspective on that is you try to gatekeep me, I'll either A, kick your gate down, or B, I'll just relocate up the street and build my own thing. And that's what I do. And you'll try to take over your track. That's get, exactly that's exactly it. So I mean I done built three branches, built a whole new site, like talk about it. We we can talk about it, but but hey man, if that if that's all we gotta talk about right now. I think it's a good time to wrap this one up. You shouted out, shouted out Chris, shouted out a whole bunch of people. I appreciate that. That's a big part of, of these for me is shouting out the people around you. Um, I've really come to learn the value of your, your circle over the last little bit in my life. So I, I like to hear you talk about that too. It makes me know that, you know, I'm not the only one seeing this. Got to, got to. But we'll wrap it up right here wrap it up then go ahead and uh drop where these listeners can find you yeah so i'm most active on twitter on armchair hawks that's um a r m c h a i r a j w k s hawks and uh, i tweet about the hawks there but during the dream season i tweet about the dream there and then if you just want to see me, me as a person, I tweet uh, my stories mostly. Every now and again, I'll tweet something random if I'm, if I'm really feeling it right. on my personal page, which is my name, R-E-S-H-A-D-M-I-L-L-I-G-A-N. I forgot how to spell my name. I'm going to put all of these in the description when this is posted, but I wanted to hear you shout yourself out as well. Got to show love always. Big foe, shout out to Fly J. Big foe. She does this all the time and she says big foe. So it's like yeah. second in my head now. Big foe, big foe, big lotto, big paper. That's okay, right. I said I'm big done. lotto. I'm sick. <laughs> but that wraps up another one. I appreciate Rashad for coming out, giving me his time. We'll probably have some more collabs in the future, I'm sure. On somewhere. I don't know where it'll be, but it'll be there. So I appreciate you, my boy. 